As we enter into the final days of Advent and prepare ourselves for the Christmas season, the O Antiphons make their appearance in the sacred liturgy. To give us some unique insight on this ancient tradition, I'm happy to welcome Brother Ambrose Stewart from Mount Angel Abbey. Brother Ambrose, what are the O Antiphons? The O Antiphons, they take dozens of passages from the Old Testament and apply them as prophecies of Christ. And we pray them as monks, as anybody who's praying Liturgy of the Hours, we pray these antiphons to express the longing of all of Israel for their entire history uh, as our longing for Christ coming at Christmas, as our longing for Christ coming into our own lives. And the fact that they're so deeply scriptural, so densely scriptural, uh, that's kind of unique with these particular antiphons. We're speaking with Brother Ambrose Stewart, who is coming to us from Mount Angel Abbey on the hilltop, and we're talking about the O Antithons. And I know as we were getting ready for this interview, Brother, you expressed that the O Antithons really have a special meaning for you. Why is that? <laughs> yeah, perhaps this is, uh, it says more about my melancholic temperament than anything else. But also, it says that I'm a Christian. Uh, to be a Christian is to long for Christ, uh, to be... Uh, like I say, in our own lives, to, to come into our own lives, but also to come at the end of time and redeem all the brokenness in the world. And I have a very strong sense of that longing, of, again, my melancholic temperament. Um, but the, the O antiphons express that for me. The season of Advent expresses that for me. It gives words, biblical words, beautiful words to that longing that I experience for Christ. We hear that in the most famous antiphon, Come Emmanuel, but they're in all of them. Yeah, every antiphon has two words in common, O and come. Those are the big <laughs> ones. They start with O, that like, oh, you know, it's almost not a word. It's just a, gives voice to longing. And then come, you know, veni, that's like the last one, the, the second to last verse of the Bible, you know, come Lord Jesus. How do the antiphons relate to the Magnificat of the Canticle of Mary? In the Church's liturgy, uh, her Eucharistic liturgy for the Advent season, and in, in particular the, the last seven days of Advent, is this period in which we chant the O antiphons, the preface prayer, preface two for Advent, that's chanted at the beginning of the liturgy of the Eucharist, this is what the Church says, For all the oracles of the prophets foretold him, the Virgin Mother longed for him with love beyond all telling. John the Baptist sang of his coming and proclaimed his presence when he came. But that line, the Virgin Mother longed for him with love beyond all telling, immediately uh, resonated with me, you know, my own sense of longing for Christ. Um, but Mary, who, who more than Mary, who bears Christ in her womb for nine months, uh, is longing for Emmanuel. Um, so it, it totally makes sense that the O antiphons would surround her Magnificat um, to express her longing with all of Israel's words of, uh, of Israel's longing. Oh, how beautiful is that? Wow. Brother Ambo Stewart is our guest from the hilltop at Mount Angel Abbey. And brother, how can we as lay people use the O antiphons in our preparations for Christmas this week? Uh, yeah, they, um, like I say, they use 
they're dense in scriptural words. Uh, even looking at the antiphon and trying to figure out what Bible verses it's quoting is already an exercise in Lectio Divina. So if you go, uh, I mean, there's plenty of resources online that make explicit all of the biblical quotations. So I would recommend that um, to anybody who's interested, but do Lectio on them. Read the antiphon, um, find the Old Testament passages that it's quoting from, and think of those through the lens of Christ. How is Christ already prefigured in the Old Testament? How is Christ coming to me even as I read this Old Testament prophecy? I think that's a beautiful experience, a very monastic way of reading the scriptures that the Oantiphons invite everybody into. I, I would agree with you. You know, one of the things that I guess struck me in that regard is the, the O Antiphon stump of Jesse. What does that mean? What is that about? And digging deeper into that. Yeah, this is uh, O Flower of Jesse's Stem or O Rodix Jesse. The, the big scripture passages that are being quoted there are from the book of Isaiah. The prophecy, Isaiah 11, 10, I looked this up, you know, I, I don't have that verse chapter uh, memorization <laughs> here, but uh, I have it before me. On that day, the root of Jesse, set up as a signal for the peoples, him the nations will seek out. His dwelling shall be glorious. And then in Isaiah 52, um, another passage from this antiphon later is quoted in Isaiah 52, uh, where it says, so shall he startle many nations. Kings shall stand speechless. This is talking about, uh, most frequently we hear this in the context of Christ's passion. You know, he is the suffering servant that Isaiah foretold. Kings shall stand speechless before this one who is, is being crucified, you know. But um, this passage about uh, the root, the root of Jesse, it's already mysterious, Um because nobody knows who it really refers to, it's like that Messiah, he'll come eventually, whoever that is, he's descended from Jesse. Um, that's Christ. We know that he's come. Um, so now we have content to this prophecy from Isaiah that before it was just a vague sense of longing, a mysterious longing for who knows who. But for us as Christians, we know who, and it's Jesus. And he, he's come already, and he will come again. Brother, is there an O antiphon that stands out for you? Do you have a favorite? Can you pick a favorite? Oh, <laughs> that's hard. Um, I really like them all. Like I say, it's an exercise in, in Lectio Divina, just um, just reading them all. So it's it's fun. It's interesting. It's it's um, prayerful. Most recently, maybe the O key of David, O Clavis David antiphon, has stood out a lot more. As I've been pondering the a, a gospel passage, Luke 11, where Jesus says to the Pharisees, Woe to you, scholars of the law, you have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourself did not enter, and you stopped those trying to enter. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, you know, key of David in that passage, but he does say that they've taken away the key of knowledge, um, which is kind of a strange phrase. Um, but when you're reading that in a sort of Lectio Divina mode with the Church, the key of knowledge is Jesus. Jesus is also the key of David, and he unlocks the Old Testament scriptures. When, when you're reading them in him and, and finding him in them and listening to them speak to you, everything is, is opened to you uh, in a way that 
never was before the coming of Christ. So I, I think that that dynamic is just, like I say, so monastic and so fascinating to me. And um, the key of David Antiphon kind of reminds me, explicitly reminds me of that dynamic as I read it. Brother Ambrose Stewart is our guest here on The Morning Blend. And Brother Ambrose, how can we use the O Antiphons maybe as a springboard for the other liturgical seasons to incorporate those antiphons into our prayer? The O Antiphons in particular are an invitation to do Lectio Divina on a liturgical text. And because these are such strong liturgical texts, so um, densely scriptural, even practicing doing the Lectio on these is a setting yourself up for doing that in the future, attuning yourself to the fact that the liturgy has all kinds of beautiful biblical texts as well. And it's not arbitrary why they've been chosen for a particular season or feast. Some of these antiphons are incredibly, incredibly ancient. Even the O antiphons themselves, you know, maybe St. Benedict even knew about them. You know, scholars Mm -hmm. debate when they actually showed up, but it's possible that they were around as early as the 6th century So when we think about what has nourished Christian meditation for the last, you know, 1,500 years, liturgical antiphons are high up on that list. So what you're entering into is like the whole patristic tradition, the whole medieval tradition, by reading and meditating upon liturgical texts, which are themselves meditations, extended meditations upon Scripture. And we can do that, even like like a daily missal, just flipping through and seeing the proper readings for Mass or those of us who pray the Liturgy of the Hours regularly, like really paying attention to the content of the antiphons, not just as words that we repeat because they're there on the page, but where did these come from? How do they relate to the feast? How do they relate to the Psalms? Those sorts of questions are perennial, always fruitful. Oh, that's great insight, not just for Advent, for the whole year. He's Brother Ambrose Stewart, a Benedictine monk of Mount Angel Abbey. Thank you for sharing your passion for the O Antiphons, brother. You can find the O Antiphons and pray along with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey during the Liturgy of the Hours right there on the Hail Mary Media app. Get details on how to download the app if you haven't done that yet and find this interview online at matradayradio.com.